Hi there. Thanks for listening. This episode is sponsored by Matt, the Mortgage Guy, a California mortgage broker and real estate investor with your interest in mind. For good, honest advice and any of your residential financing needs, go ahead and shoot him a message at matt at themortgageguy.com or feel free to text him directly at 916-529-7600. Remember, when you're ready to apply, call Matt, the Mortgage Guy. And just so you know, for one rental at a time fans, he is waiving his six ninety five processing fee. Hey everyone, topic number three with Matt. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. Doing great. So we are going to talk about three questions where we may actually disagree. I don't know, disagree may be the wrong word. Have different opinions on. Yeah, disagree. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. All right. So uh, why don't we start first with one I think we'll probably agree with, and that is fifteen year or thirty year mortgage. So 30 year obviously gives you more flexibility, right? Um, 15 year gives you less flexibility, but you're paying down faster, but you can get to kind of those same terms, right? If you're giving just the extra payment. So I usually will take, I almost always will take the 30 um, where you, where it also differs is what's the spread. Mm. So let's talk about spread a little bit. So the spread is the cost of a 15 year mortgage uh, percentage points, the rate versus the rate of a 30 year mortgage. Mm-hmm. There are times when those spreads are 150 basis points, which means 1.5 points. So the difference between a three and a four and a half. Right. Well, you that might make the decision for you. Because the other thing is too, we talked about in last week's video, which was sometimes it's bad to have a high payment. Sometimes it's good to have a high payment, right? Yeah. And what I mean by that is I say it's good to have a high payment sometimes because it reduces your tax burden. Mm-hmm. because you have that much more being eaten up by the mortgage. Yep. The property pays itself off that much faster than becomes a real asset that you can then better leverage with, you know, less expensive money, you know, mm-hmm. HELOCs and things like that, that you might tie into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that lower number is better because you want to make sure that you have some buffer there to fix a furnace, do a roof, etc. So that's why there's no hard and fast. 30 is the way to always go. If 30 was the way to always go, there wouldn't be 15. <laughs> Good point. So, yeah. The other thing I think that's important to realize is you and I started this when we were relatively young. Right? Yep. For sure. Um, the only answer for me in the beginning was 30 years. Because again, I, you know, that's, that was just the horizon I was thought about. As I've coached more people and helped more people, I realized some people are starting in their 50s. Yep. Right. And then I, then the question is, well, when do you want to be done? You know, I want to be done at 60 or 62. What do you want? Well, I want to have four free and clear homes. Well, I'm like, well, you have a six figure job. Your kids are already out of home. You should probably get a 15 year mortgage. Agreed. Right. Yep. Put the extra Absolutely. down, just chug away because you don't need the income or the cash flow. As long as it's close right. to break even, you're good to go. You know, let's get you your four free and clear homes. So, you know, I think there are life situations where I agree 15 makes sense. But if you're, if you're, if you're sub 40 and you're building your foundation, right? Yep. 30, 30, just, I, it's yep. especially today. I mean, it's not like the 30 is 9% or something, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it was. Yeah, exactly. I've been the there. Right? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Already. One from countrywide, those bastards. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So again, yes. I think, I think there are life situations. Like if you're an investor in your fifties, your plans to be done by 60, your goal is only four. You have a yep. nice job, no high kids expenses, and you're just there in life. Go get the 15. 
Yeah. So I uh, yeah, totally agree with that. Um, one of the interesting, so I know we like to share actual stories, you know, of what we've experienced. And so I had the opportunity with uh, four of my properties in my pro in my portfolio that were getting ready for a reset. Mm-hmm. And I said, I have the option of, and these are all properties because it's commercial. So you basically, they were all five years. Okay. And so the option was working with my bank and saying, Hey, I know these aren't due for another year, but this was back in like April, May. Okay. So I didn't want to wait to see what was going to happen this year. Right. Yeah. So I just said, Hey, let's talk about those other properties. Let's talk about those four and see if we can do something on those four. They said, all right, let's look into it. So we looked into it. Interestingly enough, the rate of what I acquired those four five years ago and the rate of today of a 15 year changed my payment on average about a hundred bucks. Oh, score. Right. So for those of you who didn't really follow exactly what I did, I took a 30 year mortgage that had a, or excuse me, a 25 year. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably 25. Yeah. 25 year amortized mortgage. And I'd paid down on it for about five years. Most of them were 20, what we call 21 years remaining. Yep. I worked with the bank because I wasn't going to refi into it. I could refi into another 25, but it was going to be a new rate, much lower, but it was going to be a new rate. It was going to create more cash flow. Sure. Or I could go down the, down the ladder to a 15, but in going down the ladder, now your payments are spread and amortized over 15 years instead of 25. Yeah. You, you got six years. That's right. I picked up six years of no mortgage payments on four properties. That's nice. $772,000 real money is what that saved me. Just with a refi. Well, that doesn't suck. No, <laughs> that was a happy day. I was like, I literally made three quarters of a million dollars today with signing a piece of paper. That's amazing. I was giddy, but this guy, and that's why guys, that's why some of these, uh, so can we talk a little bit about these? The world's going to explode channels. Sure, go ahead. On twenty on the on the you know twenty one, the world of the death of the mortgage. Yeah, go for it. It's not relax. Yeah, and so exactly. the thing, it's now there will be highs, there will be lows. One hundred percent true. People are saying don't buy now because you can get a great rate and it's a low payment, but the property of the value of your property may be inflated. There's both ways to look at it. If you're buying it for ten years and it's a long term hold and the rental numbers make sense or you're living there, then the rest just doesn't matter. Agreed. If you're looking to buy it this year and sell it next year in hopes that you get 15% appreciation, let's just say you do, you're going to lose eight, eight of that to tax stamps and paying a broker and marketing. And you're going to lose 8% of that anyway. So you're doing all that risk for 7%. There's better ways. There's better places to put your money. Yeah, well, that, and then you got to pay taxes on the seven percent, and you know you're going to walk away with three. That's uh, probably other other ways to play it. Exactly. So yeah. if you're looking short term, now is absolutely the wrong market. But everything ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. There are opportunities where Mike, you and I, we've bought stuff in this market. Oh, for sure. We got, I got we two got, on contract now. Good. See, that's awesome. That's awesome. I've actually. I'm just about to get three on the market, and so I hopefully will have those in contract in the next few weeks. But that's on the sell side. Yeah. So, and I'm still looking for buys, but at 106 for the, uh, for the index. It's your red or yellow or red flag. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, exactly. So I think it's important that people understand that, that there is that opportunity and why those folks are saying that in 21, all that stuff's going to explode. I think it's important that to understand why they're saying that. And Mm -hmm. that is yes, the values are super high, but everyone's buying a payment. Yeah. So in the next 10 years, you might see that your house 
is only worth what you paid for it. But you spent 10 years there at the rate that you could afford at the payment that you could afford. Mm -hmm. So that's where it really matters. And I think that a lot of people don't do folks the service of taking them through why 21 is going to, you know, in their eyes will be this horrible thing. Well, let's go on to topic number two of three. Uh, How about the idea of paying off your primary residence? Nope. Nope. Just not for me. Not for you. No, because I think that you want to leverage the benefits of being a homeowner from a tax perspective Mm. for me anyway. Sure. Um, And quite frankly, you know, being, being 43, I don't have all this excess capital that if I paid off my home, that leaves me much of a war chest to go do the other properties that I want to go do. Sure. There, there will be a time when the banks say, nope, we want 30% down, 35% down. We yeah. want a 740 credit score. We want these things. Sure. I might have those, but many others don't. And that's nice for me because it makes the pool that much smaller. Right. I'm far, in my eyes, for me it, at my age, I'm far better off having a mortgage and keeping powder dry. Yeah. Uh, keeping a war chest. Yeah. That me. was, this is one where we, we, I thought we might slightly disagree. I mean, all of that's true. Age makes sense. So one of the things that was important for me as we exited a, a 20 year, you know, tech career uh, was to the last year I was repositioning debt. What I mean by that is yeah. right. Cause I didn't pay off anything. All right. I just kept buying and buying and buying and buying. Right. So as we got to the end, what we did is we went and refied uh, all our triplexes and fourplexes up. We took cash out. And we paid off some single families. I call it my oh shit pile, right? Just in yep. case the world ended, I want to have sure. these assets free and clear so nobody can come, you know, because I saw 2008. I saw what happened, right? Agreed. And then the other thing the wife and I talked about is what do we want to do with our single family home? And yep. we, that was our largest individual payment. And mm-hmm. we decided to pay it off um, after she retired, but before I did. Sure. That was just our choice. Uh, and yeah, again, I get it. it. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So how old were you when you did that? uh 46 i think okay. so i got three more years to get on the stick yeah <laughs> and again it's just, a, it's just a, and again but we do have an equity line on it so i mean it is sure. a it's a it's a pool just for that of those opportunities lifetime comes along it's there right but so yeah we, we, we feel talk, good so the equity line that's great everybody if you have you paid off your house you should have that mm-hmm. um what you should also be aware of is that is the very first thing that banks call in oh no question right Yep. Economy starts to go a little bit wonky. They see a couple of really bad months in the market or some major event. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, we're closing that down. That sure. happened to me in 07. I oh, was yeah. going through rehabbing multiple properties. I had a HELOC on my house that I was pulling off of to do those projects. And I got the fateful letter that day from <clears throat> a bank. <laughs> and they said, shutting it off. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I have 30,000 bucks in distributions I'm about to do for everybody. Like that's going to be a problem. Yeah. So yeah, I lost to- six, over six figures in equity lines. We had a, yeah, it happens. And it's, they don't, they don't give you any warning. It's done. No warning whatsoever. You literally get a, you don't even get a phone call. You had a dear John letter. Yes. Hey, hi, how's it going? Thanks for paying your, your, uh, your bill every month being so good about that for still having a 780 credit score and good assets. Um, uh, oh yeah. By the way, we're shutting down your line. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. So that happened. So let's do topic number three and that is self-manage or pay a property manager. You first. (laughs) So I, I I didn't have an opportunity. This really wasn't an opportunity. So first off, even if my properties were next to me, I would not self-manage. It's not who I am. I don't want people knowing who I am. Um, I really don't like people all that much. 
I don't, I don't want to socialize. I got, I got a few good friends and that's it. Uh, But in my situation, it wasn't an option, right? I was in three continents, you know, weekly, very likely. Uh, My wife was, you know, raising our daughter. It just wasn't an option. And our market was two and a half hours away. And we knew no one didn't have a network. Uh, So I paid a property manager and was happy to pay 10% when we started. Uh, I I just didn't have an option. I've stayed that way. I mean, Olivia, again, my wife asked me occasionally, why don't we hire, why don't we hire our own person, handyman or person or, you know, because again, right, we pay six figures in in property management fees, you know, every year. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, honey, I don't want to have employees. I don't want to have that risk, you know? It's just not, you know, it, let's enjoy our life the you know, the next 50 years. So I could not yeah. imagine being a property manager. <laughs> That's me. And I'm okay with it. You know, cause again, I think for us, you know, my wife and I waited to have kids. And so I had a lot of free time. My wife was a nurse. She is still is a nurse. And so uh, there was always something I could tinker with. I was good with my hands. It got me out of, I'm a software guy too. Got me out of my software brain and into working with my hands. And if you have one of those rough days, ironically, you pick a project that's either destruction or hitting things with hammers, you know, um, because that's not allowed in the software company. Yeah, it's not it's generally frowned upon. They're like, why does Hawkins have a hammer? That's a bad idea. <laughs> that's a bad idea. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it was self-managed. And so for what's awesome now that I think that a lot of people miss out on is YouTube having the ability to learn almost any of these labor type of tasks. And if you are shoestringing something and it's your American dream that you want to get on that path, you've got YouTube, you've got experts on there that can teach you how to do all that stuff. Very true. And for some people, that's the only way that they can make a deal work. And that's okay. That's good. Because for me, I don't have that 10% fee. However, I pay myself, you know, I, because it, because obviously my margins to the bank they look at that and they go, holy cow, how are your margins that? And I was like, well, I don't have a property manager fee. I don't have a realtor fee. When I go to rent out my units, I rent them out myself um, and all of those types of things. But I think that both ways can go. And for me, that was the, my biggest reason for staying local. If yeah. I stayed local to me, I didn't need to worry about any of that stuff because yeah, control freak. I had control over it all. The house was, our rule was if it's less, we won't buy anything unless it's less than 20 minutes away. There you go period. And when we moved and stuff came outside of the 20 minutes, guess what? We sold them. There you go. Yeah. So we did. So yeah, I think it works for, I think it works for both, but both are options. Yeah, exactly. Well, dude, this is a lot of fun. I enjoy our conversations. Uh, Thank you very much. And we'll talk next week. Sounds great, Mike. Appreciate the time. You got it.